Hi everyone, friends. Welcome back to our podcast, The Twins and the Drivers. This is the very first episode of the 2023 Formula One season. And as you all know, uh, it has actually not started yet. But nevertheless, we want to take a look at this year's driver lineup. Mm -hmm. Also, a warm welcome from my side. It's Desiree here. I'm looking forward to the next 15 or 20 minutes in which we are going to talk about a few expectations for the performances of each rookie driver. Yeah, and also some guesses about how the drivers will interact in their teams. And yeah, as we have some new driver pairings, I'm very curious to see how they will interact with each other. Yeah, absolutely. This is why we have called this episode Rookies of Formula One in 2023. Yes. And first of all, we could name all the drivers of the season and give a short introduction about them. Yeah, luckily, we have already met all of them last year. Yeah, indeed, we did. <laughs> yeah, maybe we could start with your favorite, Virginia. I think all our followers know the guy from Australia. I don't know if everyone knows that he is my favorite. I think many know. Anyways, um, yeah, one Australian leaves McLaren and another one follows. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> Now you all know who we are talking about. It's Oscar Piastri. Yeah, maybe I can start with some facts and then we come to the part where we share our experiences we have already made with him so far. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, well, I did a quick research as preparation for this episode. My part was to discover facts about Oscar and you, Desiree. You had an eye on Logan and Nick. Correct. Mm -hmm. let's, yeah, let's start with some words about Oscar Piastri. He is 21 years old and will also be the youngest driver on the 2023 F1 grid. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Very important to know is, of course, also his car number, 81. To be frank, I don't know if this has always been his number. Hmm. Don't know. Yeah, by all means, we he has a very impressive career made already. In 2020, he won the F3 championship. And only one year later, also the next class, which means he called himself the F2 champion. Yeah, impressive. 2021, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and as we all know, the F2 champion is not allowed to compete against in that series. Indeed, so it is. And yeah, for 2022, last year, he was without a vacancy as he did not get a deal with an F1 team. Mm -hmm. yeah. However, we all know that he kept active as reserve driver for the Alpine F1 team. Yeah, and apart from that, I couldn't find any like very interesting infos about him that you listeners might not be aware of. Yeah, I mean, he's a new driver and journalists and magazines haven't found out that much about him. Yeah, but I'm sure that McLaren or Oscar himself will offer the fans more insight into his character soon. Yeah, and what do you think? How will he get along with Lando? I mean, um, Oscar... Hmm? I wanted to say yeah? something. What? Uh, yeah, I read uh, that the former team principal, Andy Seidel, does not expect any tension or difficulties between them. However, I can imagine that Lando is going to take the team lead. He has been with McLaren since 2019, and I can very well imagine that he's going to take the role uh, Carlos once had for him. Yeah, I would agree with you. Lando is only two years older. 
than Oscar. And however, he has collected so much experience in F1 already. And he can support Oscar with all that knowledge. Mm -hmm. I'm sure he will. I'm very curious to see how they will behave on the McCarran Lounge next week. Um, as for me, it's going to be the very first time to see both of them together in front of a camera. Yeah, the new Papaya Boys duo. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, how about telling our listeners about the experiences we have made with Oscar so far? Hmm. I mean, it's always one thing to see a driver in a picture or in a video and then really meeting him in person. Yeah, absolutely. It's a total difference. Yeah, yeah so to start this, uh, we met Oscar three times last year. And the very first time was in Barcelona. A cold, cold day. Cold Barcelona day. Yeah, during the <laughs> testing days. And I remember that we were there with some other fans who recognized him. Yeah. And we actually did not know who he was. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> just true. Yeah, the fans around us told us. And after taking a picture with him, we started a quick research. Yes, we did. And he was so patient with the fans, just standing there. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Yeah, <laughs> so cute. I bet he's actually a more introverted person. Yeah, probably. I mean, he acts like Lando. You know, he also yeah, seems introverted. Very, very quiet. Mm. Very quiet, but friendly. Mm. Yeah. And so it happened that we met him again in Imola. As we were taking shelter from the rainy weather. Again, bad weather. Yeah, always bad him. weather when we meet Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he appeared there by the main grandstand as it was the entrance for media personnel there. Yeah, and obviously also for reserve drivers. Yeah. So as we spotted him and asked for a photo, he patiently waited until we were done placing yeah. us uh, one after the other next to him. Yeah, that was mm -hmm. really adorable. He was standing there with his... Helmet bag. Mm. Yeah. I think he's going to be a fan favorite. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> okay, so to close the Oscar story, we met him again in Spielberg. Oh, so bad weather. Oh, so bad weather. <laughs> <laughs> At the Green Carpet event on a race Sunday, all drivers were invited to come by and greet the fans. Obviously, not every single driver appeared, but Oscar did. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so kind he came by, signed stuff and took selfies. Yeah, and so did we. We, of course, also took a selfie with him. And Desiree, you used your usual tactic to, to push the driver into the right position for the photo. Yeah, I'm an expert in this. Yeah. These are your tricks. Yeah, Oscar, Grasli and Louis. You are experienced. Yeah. Yeah, I moved him some centimeters to the left. Therefore, the three of us were perfectly arranged in the photo. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, one last question regarding Oscar and then we talk about Nick. Mm -hmm. um, will he outperform Lando? Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, I think you have to see them racing in Bahrain and then I'll make another guess. Mm. Yeah, same. For now, I have the feeling that they will race head-to-head. -head. Mm. Yeah, we will see. So let's continue with Nick De Vries. De Vries. De Vries. <laughs> the rookie from the Netherlands, who is driving next to Yuki this year at Alfa Tauri. Yeah, Desiree, you did the research about him. Please shoot some facts. Yeah, so Nick is 28 years old. Mm, very older. Yeah, an old rookie. And yes, he's an old rookie. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah, he just celebrated his birthday uh, right, three years ago. Yeah, three years three ago. Years. <laughs> three days ago. 
Oh mein Gott. Ja, and actually his full name is Hendrik Johannes Nicasius. Ja, yeah, so his name Nick is like an invention. I don't know. Ja, <lacht> yeah, his car number is 21, which makes a good match with Yugi's 22. True. Yeah, and his biggest career success was probably winning the Formula E Championship in 2021 with the Mercedes. With the Mercedes and, team, yeah. And mm -hmm. he was also a test uh, slash reserve driver for the Mercedes F1, F1 team, wasn't he? Mm-hmm, yeah. Yes, among other things, he drove Lewis Carr in a practice session at French GP. And of course, we all know his remarkable performance at Monza, where he took Alex Albon's seat and finished in the points. Yes, I do remember this. Uh, that's why I also consider him as a very great talent. Yeah, so do I. And he's my favorite rookie of this F1 season. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm excited to see our two favorite rookies compete against each other <laughs> and see who will be finishing higher in the rankings. Yeah, we can do, we can make a bet. We could. Yeah, and also a fun fact if you see the similarities between Nick and Oscar, there were some teams that were interested in getting them contracted. After Nick's performance in Monza, there was a tug of war over him, like Williams, Alfa Tori, Haas and Alpine, everywhere he was suddenly a topic. Mm -hmm, I remember that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, by all means, I'm very curious to see how Nick will perform in the Alfa Tori and then in direct comparison to his teammate as well. The shortest team on the grid. Yeah, Nick, 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 Nick. <laughs> <laughs> is short. Google says one meter 67. Oh, yeah, you see that also on our, uh, of the picture with him, we took in Austin that we are way taller than yeah. Nick. That's a cute picture. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he was wearing a Mercedes jacket that night and that was such a good fit with our Mercedes dresses. Yeah, and he was also super kind with the fans. I remember that I congratulated him on his F1 seat and he really appreciated that. Yeah, I can imagine he's also going to be a fan favorite. Mm -hmm. I think so too. Okay, then um, before we come to the third rookie, let's make a quick guess how Yuki and Nick will get along with each other and who is going to be the team leader in terms of points. Yeah, well, uh, first of all, I want to read out a quote from an interview Nick gave in the F1 podcast, Beyond the Grid. Mm -hmm. He was talking about Yuki and said that when Yuki was in Formula 2, he was one of his biggest supporters. He's obviously, he's obviously an entertaining young guy and he's not afraid to speak his opinion. I enjoy watching him. That's what Nick said. <laughs> yeah, that kind of says it all. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think they will be a fun team, joking a lot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and in terms of points, I would say they will be head to head. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, Yuki has grown already in the team and he will feel more comfortable this season. And at the same time, Nick comes with much talent. And I would also consider him to be a very confident person. Yes, I agree. I also have the feeling that he knows what to do and will fast feel welcome in the team. Mm -hmm. Maybe like um, Charles in the Alfa Romeo, you know, mm -hmm. he also overperformed the car. Maybe the same will happen with Nick. I have high hopes on, on him. Yeah, you have high hopes. Great. Um, that's it about Nick. We have talked, let me see, 12 minutes. 
<laughs> already. Um, yeah, let's focus on Logan Sergeant now. And by all means, I'm very happy that I finally know the right name of his order. Uh, order of his name <laughs> order of his name yeah you named the problem i mean we both once had a tough time we were not sure was it logan sergeant or sergeant logan yeah it could be anything <laughs> both versions sound like a real name yeah they do and by the way his full name is logan hunter sergeant mm -hmm. and he is the first american driver in a while right yeah my research on wikipedia says that At the Austin GP last year, he was the first American driver to take part in a weekend session since Alexander Rossi in 2015. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and also perfectly to your mentioning Austin, that was the place where he was announced as Williams F1 driver and also the venue where we met him in person. Indeed. Williams hosted a pop-up store in Austin downtown and they invited the drivers and as Logan was in their driver academy anyways, they made him come to say hi to the fans as well. Yeah, which was a clever move, mm -hmm. I think. Um, I mean, there where else than in the US could be by the hype of an American F1 driver be bigger? Yeah, you name it. Logan was, as the other two Rockies we've described already very kind and polite and he was up for photos and did an interview there right in the pop-up store mm, i really liked the event and wish that other teams would follow this concept as well yeah fingers crossed yeah it's a great way to bring the fans closer to the team and drivers yeah absolutely let's see if they continue this concept Actually, I also wanted to say some more words about Logan's background. Yeah, which, uh, which is his car number. Yeah, he's driving with the number two, which was previously taken by Stoffel van Dorn. Logan raced in Formula 2 and 3 in the last years. In 2020 was Oscar Piastri. Yeah, and hmm. their circle closes. Yeah, <laughs> they will all see each other again. Mm -hmm. Okay, eventually the question, how will Logan perform? Do you have an idea? Um, hmm. To be honest, I don't have a clue. I never saw him racing and it's difficult for me to make an assumption. You never saw him racing? Even not in Austin. Mm. I think we, we, yeah, we were busy with yeah. something else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I will just wait for a surprise. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we will just wait and see. Mm -hmm. And I think um, that's it. Um, have we discussed all things on the agenda now, right? Mm, yeah, I'm very curious about watching the testing in Bahrain and to get a first impression about the teams and driver performances. Yeah, I can't wait. And I guess you who is currently listening can't wait either. Yeah, so more days to count. So more days to count. Uh, yeah, then let's say goodbye for now. Thank you for listening and tuning in. And of course, stay tuned for the next episode. I already have two topics in mind. I know. <laughs> okay, bye. Goodbye. See you.